Welcome to Ginspired, brought to you by theginshop.ca. This podcast will take you on a journey into the world of gin, where you'll experience this versatile spirit in ways you never thought possible. Now the host of Ginspired, Heather E. Wilson. Hello and welcome to Ginspired, where we talk about and celebrate everything about the wonderful juniper lace spirit called gin. I'm your host, Heather E. Wilson. And on today's episode, I welcome back Carl Richards. And today we are celebrating National Happy Hour Day. Yay! Woot! Yay! I can't yes. believe you dragged me out of bed in the morning to celebrate this. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got the whole day, right? It may as well start early. That's right. That's right. So we're going to chat about the history of this gintastic day. And we're going to give you all some tips on how to celebrate if you need them, and of course, some cocktail ideas and a gincident. Welcome, Carl. I'm excited. Thanks so much for having me back. And I was kidding about it being (laughs) early in the morning. Happy hour never happens early in the morning. It's usually later. Although we'll find out, right? I'm interested to hear this history because I didn't know there was a history, like a formal, oh my goodness, there's something behind this other than it's happy hour. Yes, there is. And it's actually very fascinating as with anything to do with gin and cocktails. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So let's get to the important part though. What are you drinking today, Carl? Oh, I figured seeing as we were talking about happy hour and told me there was a history to this, I'm like, well, may as well keep it nice and classic. So I'm having a gin and tonic with Tangeray gin, a little bit of elderflower tonic, because I do like the fever tree elderflower tonic, to be honest, and a little splash of lemon juice to top it off with some ice. So there you go. Awesome. That sounds lovely. Mm. Yes. The fever tree elderflower. Mm -mm. I've drank it by itself. Like it's addicting on its own. Like it's really good. Oh, it's so tasty. Mm. It, is. it is. Okay, so today I'm sticking to the classics as well. And for me, this is an absolute classic happy hour cocktail. And that is a classic dry martini. I like my martinis quite dry. And I love olives. So I have a ton of olives <laughs> in my martini because you can never have enough olives. Nice. <laughs> Just so lovely to sip and, you know, it's a perfect happy hour. Okay, so let's talk about what the heck is happy hour. Now, for most of us, I would say we kind of have an understanding that happy hour is, you know, cheap drinks and food specials at a bar or restaurant. And originally it's like for after work. So happy hour was like Monday to Friday after work. Now it's pretty much any day. (laughs) (laughs) usually between the hours of four to six can also stretch to as late as eight o'clock but ultimately it's cocktails before dinner right that's okay what it means and now people do it at home or in a bar in a restaurant and the fact that someone is having a cocktail that makes people happy generally one would hope right but the happy and happy hour is usually more you know to do with being done with work for the day and unwinding with friends. So that's kind of the original kind of meaning of it. And of course, half price beverages and apps never hurts. (laughs) Puts a smile on your face, right? So, and I don't know the timing of it, but four to seven, five to seven, somewhere in there typically is the, yeah. And historically, is anything on that or? Yeah, yeah. so we're going to get to the full history of it here in a second. I just want to give a a general definition because yeah, so it's generally four to six, Mm -hmm. Four to seven-ish, where you're drinking cocktails with friends somewhere, you know, in a home or at a bar or a restaurant. So that's basically what it means. It is not one hour, 
surprisingly. It's not just one hour, <laughs> but it's called that. Okay, so here's like fascinating history. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, so the origin of happy hour is actually traced back to the United States Navy. So oh. Back in 1913, they had a weekly entertainment program called Happy Hour, and this started on the USS Arkansas to help relieve boredom of being at sea. So they had, you know, all sorts of variety of activities. They had boxing, wrestling matches, music, dancing, you know, and these programs, they got more and more popular. So by the end of World War I, happy hours were being held throughout the entire Navy. Okay, so that was the very first instant of the word happy hour. So then how did happy hour make, you know, the leap from the Navy to office so kind of how did it make it from sea to land? Is yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, gossiping over pictures of beer and dollar wings. Right. So yeah. what happened next was dun, 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 prohibition, which uh. prohibition is actually probably the cause of, you know, so many things. Cocktails were invented during prohibition, like so much stuff happened during prohibition. <laughs> and so when the Volstead Act was passed, everyone was supposed to stop drinking for 13 years, right? But nobody actually did that. So often in speakeasies or someone's home, right, people would go out drinking secretly. So if you wanted to go out for dinner, let's say, and, you know, fancy men and women wanted to do that quite a bit. They liked to go out for dinner, but they couldn't have any alcohol at dinner. So, you know, just like kids at prom, <laughs> Prohibition era Americans and probably Canadians and anyone else who was, you know, in the Prohibition era, right. they would secretly drink before going out formally, you know, just like we used to do back in college, right? You'd go out drinking before you went out drinking. Yeah. So, you know, that's where it really got popular. But those weren't actually called happy hours yet, but they were celebrating without even knowing that's what it was called. Okay. But then the tradition of drinking collectively with what they call an aggressive purpose before dinner time. <laughs> <laughs> an aggressive purpose. I like that. Yeah, an aggressive, an aggressive purpose. purpose. Yeah. yeah. So, but it became a habit, right? And it was already ingrained in society. And so the term happy hour became kind of unofficial to known as discount drinks somewhere in the 40s and 50s, which was, you know, kind of post-World War II. People started going back to work and, you know, but they needed to unwind after the day. And we know that in the 50s in particular, you know, you often see people were having cocktails with their co-workers and, you know, all that kind of thing. Right. So I have a quote here. So according to a 1959 Saturday Evening Post article that detailed the lives of government contractors and military personnel, it was a term used for afternoon drinks in a bar. Okay. So okay. it actually started as happy hour happening in a bar. But then, of course, it was only a matter of time before the word caught on and it became like a marketing ploy to increase business for restaurants and bars, you know, holding happy hours and discounted food, like wings and stuff like that. Yeah. But it became so popular that all these restaurants and bars, they started competing and having all these different strategies for happy hours to entice more and more people to come by. But of course, you know, there's also the regular people like, I'm just going to do it at home. <laughs> right. So then started right. having happy hours at home and it moved from Monday to Friday to seven days a week, let's say. Right. 
But get this, happy hour now is not legal in all the U.S. states anymore. Really? It moved from legal, illegal, legal, and now it's illegal again. In eight U.S. states, it's banned. Oh, man. Oh, who knew? And I mean, obviously, you could have a happy hour in your own home, but we're talking about the ones in like bars and restaurants and stuff like that. They're not allowed to advertise or have happy hour specials. Wow. Crazy, huh? That we've that. like yeah. come full circle, like over and over and over again. Like twice it's come full, yeah, full like, circle. Yeah. And more uh, and more states are coming on board to ban it instead of fewer and fewer. I wonder why. Well, we could, we could analyze that, I guess, yeah. till the cows come. Yeah, on. I mean, it's supposedly because it encourages you know, drinking quickly. But if you cap it, most places will yeah. say, okay, it's between four and seven and, you know, establishments, I don't know about down in the States, but certainly here in Canada, there's smart serve and there's Definitely. rules and regulations with, you know, you can't just give people 14 gallons of beer at half price. You know, yes. you have to make sure they're having food or if they too much to drink, you can quietly ask them to leave. So it's just interesting though, that they're moving to ban it. Yeah. I know. So it's just going to move back into the home. Well, yeah. It's going to be exactly the same. (laughs) It's just, like you said, it's going full circle again. It is. It is. So I do have one other historical note on happy hour that is French in origin. It's not technically happy hour, but it's similar. So in the late 19th century, there was a wine shortage in France. Now imagine a wine shortage in France. Like I can't (laughs) even picture that. So people started turning to spirits for, you know, their daily intoxicant, primarily the aristocracy, right? But they mostly were drinking absinthe, which Mm -hmm. is holy, like talk about knock your socks off, right? So it became popular in the bistros and the bars of Paris, particularly in the 1860s and 1870s. And when five o'clock in the afternoon came, the time after work, everybody drank absinthe. And it became known as Le Verte or the green hour. And so the idea of social collective drinking before dinner, you know, was there. And also like pretty much everyone I know that I've ever spoken to in the UK, gin o'clock, it's a staple. Five or six o'clock, everybody has gin and tonic. So this idea of drinks before dinner has been around probably like forever, but Mm. it officially became known as happy hour thanks to the United States. Interesting with that reference to the French though, because especially with absinthe, because that would have been absinthe back then. Yeah, which is which is more potent than absinthe, the reboot of it now. So that would have been fascinating to live in that time yeah and i'm willing to bet it was only one hour back then (laughs) that's all it needed to be four hours (laughs) yeah and so here we are at national happy hour day which is november 12th and it's always november 12th by the way so you can always mark your calendar well in advance start just put it in as a recurring event every year but yeah nobody actually knows who officially started the day? Like who said November 12th, it's National Happy Hour Day. I so decree. Nobody knows. Oh, okay. That's yeah. interesting. Because usually it can trace back to somebody, but yeah. oh, okay. Well, cheers to that. And you don't have to wait till hmm. November 12th every year, by the way, to celebrate. No. Absolutely <laughs> not. So yeah, because happy hour. I mean, in our house, I'd say it's a seven day a week thing almost. <laughs> As long as Larry's on duty and brings you the (laughs) beverage at the right time, then it's gin o'clock somewhere. 
Correct. Now we tend to be more Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, happy hours. We generally aren't like after work on a Monday or Tuesday, but I found it very fascinating that it used to be Monday to Friday. And now it's kind of shifted more to Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Right? Mm. That's really interesting. So yes, happy hour happens all year round and you can celebrate it in many, many different ways. Of course, personally, we generally are doing it in our house. You know, the cost of going out can be quite exorbitant in places and it's meant to be with other people. So you cannot technically celebrate happy hour by yourself. Oh, okay. Okay. So if you are having drinks by yourself and it's five o'clock on Friday, you need to invite a friend over because you're technically not celebrating happy hour. Right. Okay. Right. right. So it's meant to be with other people. Okay. Okay. And having a drink of some form. And technically it does Mm. not have to be alcoholic, by the way. So for your non-drinking friends, they can still come over and celebrate happy hour. So they could have just a regular beverage of any kind or a virgin cocktail if they'd prefer to have something like that. Yeah. Okay. And that way you don't want to leave anybody out, right? Also, usually some form of finger food, right? Because you want to have food and drinks, particularly if you're having a lot of people over, you want to have, you know, a Mm. little bit of food, whether it's something as simple as pretzels or peanuts or nuts or something, or you can have some really great, you know, dips and wings and you know all that great finger food and by the way there's some great recipes in gin inspired cookbook that could help you with that <laughs> yes i may or may not have made some of them from the gin inspired cookbook which by the way is available yes. i believe the link will be in the show notes yes it will okay so the other way to celebrate happy hour is to actually go out with your friends and your family or whoever you like to you know, celebrate with and go out to a bar or a restaurant and find the best happy hour specials out there. Now, unfortunately, if you live in one of the U.S. states that has banned it, you're going to have to go to another state. But for the rest of us, there are lots of happy hour specials out there. And often it's like half price drinks and appetizers. And it's usually very specific ones. Like sometimes it's pitchers of beer or wine or martinis or, you know, who knows what the happy hour special is because each bar is different, of course. Mm -hmm. So think about what you and your friends like the best. Like, are you more of a martini kind of, you know, cocktail drinkers or are you more beer people or are you more wine people? Because as I said, each bar and restaurant is different. And, you know, if you want to go to martini bar for their happy hour specials, well, then you're going to obviously get martinis and that kind of thing. So search out, do a little research, no matter how you do it, whether you're at home or, you know, with others, make sure that you wish everybody a happy, happy hour day. Woot. Okay, so let's talk about the top gin cocktails for happy hour just really briefly. Normally for bars and restaurants and even in the home, but of course you can get super creative if you're at home. But when you're out and about and if you're wanting a gin-inspired type cocktail, number one for happy hour is the martini, of course. And there's so many variations on that. It's amazing, okay. right? So that would be the first yeah. one. Number two is the Negroni. Which is a super classic gin cocktail, of course. And then gin and tonic. Mm-hmm. Right. And then bringing up number four is gin and juice of some kind. Okay. Okay. All right. Now it's often actually grapefruit juice. Seems a lot of people are really loving the gin and grapefruit juice lately. But of course, you could do orange juice or cranberry juice. People, a lot of mm. people do that this time of year. So gin and some form of 
juice is the fourth one. Yeah. So martini, Negroni, gin and tonic, yep. and then gin and juice. Like you said, they're all fairly, they're in the classic category of cocktails. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, and they're very easy and quick for bars yes. to make who are having, a, in theory, a very high capacity time period. So they're mm-hmm. quick to make, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, like awesome. martini probably would take the longest of all of them. Awesome. All right. Hey, so that brings us to the Gincident. Okay, here we are. Here we are. All right. And this week, I'm going to share a Gincident. Oh, yes, please do, because I don't have one. <laughs> and she has another sip of her gin. By I am. The way. I had You're... to have a sip before going into this. Okay. So, this story happened actually last summer. So, it is a little while ago now. And it involved Larry and I. And we were on vacation. And I'm going to get right to the gin incident part in a second. So, long story short, we were on a gin inspired weekend at a distillery we spent the entire weekend there we learned how to make gin we made four bottles i made two of my recipe and he made two of his recipe and the fascinating thing is it was open bar all weekend sweet from the moment you got there to the moment you left okay so nine o'clock in the morning saturday you're making gin you're drinking gin okay so it was a epic weekend And we go to our next stop. We were going to another distillery to tour and talk to the people. And, you know, we were on a vacation. So we were doing multiple distilleries. So we pull up to our bed and breakfast to check in. And, you know, Larry opens the trunk to get our suitcase out because we were sharing a suitcase. So we don't need a lot. He had packed our four bottles of gin into the suitcase. Okay. You see where this is going? Yeah, I think so. Picks up the handle of the suitcase and gives it a real strong reef, like really strong to like pull it out of the trunk. (laughs) Uh So four bottles of gin go flying on to the roadway. Yeah. Get this. Only one broke. Oh, goodness me. One shattered in a bajillion pieces and the other three didn't. Thank goodness. And we had just made them. We hadn't even tasted them yet. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it was my bottle that shattered. Of course, it wasn't his. It was my bottle that shattered. And we pretty much got on our hands and knees and cried on that one. Just funny little addendum to this is the next morning. Like, so we cleaned up all the glass, of course, and all that. Right. All the gin was soaked into the ground. There was nothing you could do. The next morning we come out and there's a dead mouse in the puddle where the gin was. <laughs> that mouse drank itself to death by licking the <laughs> Died happy at least, you know. <laughs> yeah, so that is a classic gincident. Oh goodness. <clears throat> and because this was your own creations, like yeah, it's not like you could we cannot just... reproduce it. We cannot do it again. Yeah. Well, you can. You'd have to go back to the right, but who knows, you know? So yeah. anyway, the three other bottles have tasted very lovely. And we've cracked them on special occasions and things like that. But yeah, that one bottle, that mouse, it died really happy. It's also wild, too, that it was one of your bottles. Of course. Yeah, of course. (laughs) And his survived. It survived miraculously. I don't know how that happened, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. There's a story. Now, if anyone wants to know the whole weekend story, we do have an episode on it. And I believe it's called Adventures in 
gin making or something? Anyway, we'll look it up and we'll link it in the bottom. But yeah, there is an entire episode where I talk about the entire weekend, not just the gin incident. Well, yeah, because there was quite a bit to digest about that whole weekend because it wasn't just the, you know, you're making gin. There was a whole, how you do things, different botanicals. So yeah, I remember because I was your guest on that show too. So yeah, definitely check out that episode. And it's exciting that you're into season three, by the way. I know we've already talked about what's coming up in season three, but should we remind people that they should check out Patreon? Yes, absolutely. Because we're adding new perks all the time. There's a big perk is you get to celebrate a virtual happy hour with Larry and I. And what's not to love about that? Exactly. (laughs) And we're going to share different cocktails, and we might have sneaky guests that might come and share a cocktail with us. So that's a big one, is the virtual happy hours. And, of course, we have shout-outs on this show, and there's, you know, new recipes every month, all sorts of cool stuff. So please do check it out. Yeah, check out that link. It's in the show notes as well. Heather, congratulations. You've done so well with this podcast. It's phenomenal. And I know it's number one in a number of different categories. That's not to brag or boast that it's number one. It just it is, right? Because it's doing some great things and so much fun. So check out all the things that she has there in the show notes, not just the incident that she just talked about that, but <laughs> check out the Patreon. There's something there for literally everyone. If you're listening to the show, Whether you run a distillery, whether you just love gin, or you just found this podcast, go to the show notes, check out what's in Patreon and how you can be a part of the fun. And the happy hours will start as soon as some people, yeah, we get enough people because you can't just have happy hour just with Heather and Larry and myself. So we have a few more people there. So if you want to check that out, then yeah, we'd love to have you. Absolutely. I would. And I just love spending happy hour meeting new people and talking about gin and all that really fun stuff. So yeah, we'd love to have you. All right. So there you have it. Everything you ever wanted to know about the history of happy hour, a few tips for celebrating and so much more. So have a happy national happy hour day. Thank you so much, Carl, for being here today and celebrating with me. Raising my gin and tonic. and (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) And thank you for listening. Be sure to leave us a review. And as Carl mentioned, check out the show notes for links to our Patreon and theginshop.ca for all your gin clothing and novelty needs. Until next time, remember, if you hear gin calling your name, you should probably answer. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ginspired, brought to you by theginshop.ca. If we've ginspired you, let us know by leaving us a comment and a review, or drop us a note at heather at theginshop.ca. We may even read your email or feature your ginspirational story in an upcoming episode. And remember to follow us on social media. Until next time, let the party be gin.